Hello, it's me Carly with the Danville Podcasting Network and I just decided to do my podcast on TV shows that I love because I have rewatched them so many times and I've studied them so many times that I feel like I have so many opinions to give on them and I feel like what better way to get that out than through the school podcast. Um, so one of these shows that I've rewatched and studied many times is The Walking Dead. I started watching the show when I was a little kid with my family and as I grew up I just started watching it on my own. Um, just like watching it so many times I kept getting stuck on like a certain season because it just kept getting boring and dragged out but eventually I got through it and I've watched every single season although I have not watched a spinoff show so this is just the main show. Um, I might include some little comic things because I have, I own all the comics and I've watched about, I read about half of them. So yeah, I think I could provide some cool information on it. So today with The Walking Dead, I'm going to go through the villains and the antagonists of the show, like the main ones, not like all the little side ones. And I'm just going to try to decide who's the best villain, if they're even a villain, because this is like a very controversial topic. Okay, so first, um, I just thought I would define the word villain versus antagonist because they're very different, but they're often seen as similar. And I think that could really harm the like viewer's perspective of the show especially when going talking about villains because you know they're villains okay so a villain is a character whose evil actions and motives are important to the plot and i think we really have to stress the um stress the word evil because lots of antagonists of the show are often seen as villains even though they're not inherently evil we just can't sympathize with them because they're more so like flat characters than round characters um, and an antagonist is a person who actively opposes or is hostile to someone or something, which is similar to an adversary. Um, yeah, so they're not inherently evil. It's just they're hostile or they oppose something that is, like, positively seen in the eyes of the viewer. Okay, so, um, along with going with the villains, I'm not going to talk about the side ones, and I'm also not going to talk about the zombies, even though the word zombies never spoke in the show, fun fact. Um, they're just called walkers, but I'm not going to speak about them because they are the main villains slash antagonists of the show, but, like, what more is there to say besides, like, just really weird, like, iceberg facts of The Walking Dead that, like, normal people want to know? Um, yeah, but I'm also not going to be talking about Rick, the main protagonist of the show. Um, oh yeah, by the way, this includes spoilers, so, so sorry about that. Um, yeah, even though, so when he dies, I think later in season nine-ish is when he dies, um, he was, like, a main villain throughout the show, but he often was not seen as a villain through the eyes of the, like, viewer, but to everyone else, like, in the show, he's seen as this villainous antagonist who keeps going against their ideas, like, when he led his group to go kill everyone in, I think, the sanctuary, I don't really remember, but I think it was a savior group, um, they were all dead asleep, there was no reason for them to be killed, and he led his team to go in there and kill people. This is also where Glenn killed his first person, which is often seen as a very pivotal moment in the show because not only was this his first person it was often or it was like first scene oh you know glenn he's killing his first person that doesn't do anything you know they're just sleeping but it was really his first kill in the entire show so rick led to that and then um when he passed this person on the road which we later see and i don't know if it's the same episode or like next episode but we see them dead on the side of the road he killed this person because he wouldn't stop for help which obviously he has reasons to not stop for help he's went through things he has no reason to trust this person like you know he could be a trap but yeah okay so the villains i'm going to be talking about is shane the governor negan and i want to talk a little bit about alpha but because i think she's in the newer seasons um she, there's not much out there on her i've tried researching a whole bunch but there's just not much and i feel like my personal opinions are very very biased in the fact that i just found her really annoying so i won't be going too much into depth on that Okay, so let's get into Shane. So, he, I don't even know if he was a villain because he was really just a man who missed being a, a husband and, like, having kids and a wife and he just missed caring for people. There's this controversy, though, okay? Because in the show, the whole thing is that he loved Lori. He was like, Lori, you're, you're my wife, you're my baby girl. And Rick is like, yo, that's my girl. And Lori's like, oh my god, you're alive. And Shane is like, what? I didn't know he was alive. Wink, wink. That's where the controversy comes in. Did he know Rick was alive? But then everyone thinks that he had a little secret thing for Lori when, like, before the apocalypse happened. So then, everyone's like, yo, dude, you're just kind of being rude. 
Okay, so there's a few things that like kind of make his character not very likable um, because he starts off as like this guy that like was just caring for Laurie as Rick was out like in a coma all this trying to find his family again but he sees things in black and white and anytime someone else has an idea he like just kind of writes them off and he goes against Rick a lot but then we see this change more so at the Herschel farm even though they had this personal vendetta. I feel like it was more of a personal vendetta than like Shane actually being a villain. So yeah. Um, he forces himself onto Laurie and like after this he kind of realizes like oh man nobody wants me here i'm just making the group like suck like this is horrible the show kind of sucks like this even though he doesn't know it's a show obviously but that's kind of like what i'm getting at um he's like yo i'm gonna go leave and then some stuff happens right and then otis okay he's like okay i gotta go get this some stuff because carl after he was shot by otis in the woods this is what happens okay so shane is like hey i'm gonna go leave because you guys would be better off without me and then carl gets shot by otis in the woods while like looking at, like some deer or moose thing i think it was just a deer and then otis shoots him and they're like oh my god and they take him back to herschel's farm and then they're like hey we need medical supplies so then they go into town um shane and otis because otis like is responsible he has to go take the risk and then shane's like yo i gotta go watch this dude so then they go to get this stuff and um you know, they get trapped, and Shane had a bad ankle, so really, like, the morally acceptable thing to do would be send Otis, you can get there faster, and you're giving up your life to save another guy, but, you know, Shane sacrifices him, and then I don't think he tells the group exactly what happened either, so he really just used it as, like, oh, man, he died, oh, no, which, I mean, how would you tell your group that you killed off a guy, but, like, you know, so that was not good, um, yeah, so I think a true villain, in my eyes at least, you are able to see some of their backstory, but you can't sympathize with them too much to where you see everything from their point of view, because then are they really a villain? Because in the eyes of the audience, a villain is not supposed to be someone positive or someone, like, good in any single way. They're supposed to be evil, and to be evil, you can't really have, like, sympathy being given to you constantly. And I think that we see too much of his character. You know, we saw him before the apocalypse, like, in the very first episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he was that... I don't think he was a villain. I think he was more so of an antagonist. Um... Okay, so the season three and season four villain, the governor. So this is one of the top two villains that people say are like the top villain. Um, personally, I'll get into that at the end, actually, in my opinions, but the governor. So I think to start off, you know, just basing off like what I just said about Shane, we don't see too much of his backstory. We see a little bit, but then also we just really see like his daughter that he has trapped in a little cage in his room that he keeps and he feeds to her. And it just kind of gives us a gives us the idea that he doesn't really think that they're dead and we also see this in like other scenes like in the med like in the infirmary at like um whatever his place is called and then yeah he's just an all-around bad guy like when he traps michonne and andrea down in like his basement dungeon thing that's really weird and then he ties up andrea and like makes her almost like die to this walker dude i don't know it's horrible but yeah, and I think this is a really important factor, like, that we don't get really get to see much of his past to sympathize with him, because then we can still see him as evil, whereas, like, other people, such as Shane, we can see so much of his past, that we're like, oh, man, I really feel for you, you know, you had this thing going with this girl and this kid, and you had a whole family again, and this guy comes back, and he just steals it from you, but then with Governor, it's just like, oh, man, I have this town, I'm a horrible guy, I treat people horribly, I have cases full of walker heads in my bedroom, and I stare at them all the time, because I'm desensitized to death, and it's like, dude, I don't really care that much, you know, you're some middle-aged man that doesn't understand boundaries. Um, yeah, but another thing with that is that, so he doesn't, he's so desensitized to death this early in the show, which I mean, many people are at this point, but the fact that he hasn't really accepted the outbreak, like, you know, he's keeping his daughter in his bedroom, like, because he's like, oh man, I love her. It's really weird because it's like every single person in the show is like this. Every single person is still trying to accept the fact that the outbreak has happened and all this. And I guess, yeah, everyone deals with this stuff in different ways. But at this point, if you're one of the only characters in the show that is dealing with it to this extent, it is kind of like a, oh man, what are you doing with your life kind of way? Quote unquote life, because this obviously is the apocalypse. Um, 
so his tally system he had a tally system in the show where he wrote down every single death that like i think it's death i don't know if it's people that he killed i don't know if it's just death that he witnessed but it ends at his daughter's name and then they just become tally marks and he has pages and pages and pages of this and so he becomes so desensitized it desensitized to death that people's lives are just tally marks to him um yeah so he thinks that like walkers are still a tad conscious with which makes like i don't know in when you think about it that way, if he thinks that they are conscious beings in some way, that is making it seem like every single walker that he kills is murder. And he stands at his gate and he shoots golf balls out there trying to kill them. So I think that's a really weird thing. Like, obviously, the show has lots and lots of murder in it, but dude, what are you doing? Um, okay, so the arena. This is, I love talking about this. He has this arena where it's like entertainment and Andrea goes and see this. And she's like, whoa, dude, I thought you were cool. Like, I thought you were chill like that. But like, dude, what is this? And he literally has people tied up like or they're not tied up the walkers are tied and then they have to like fight off walkers and fight people and it's like it's horrible and then he pins daryl and merle against each other really weird um i don't like the government for that because i love daryl not so much merle but you know um okay so i do have devil's advocate really quick okay so to make like a villain's like horrible things excusable i feel like you have to have three different things you have to be able to like prove that there was either like a pressure on time and that's why you had to do that there was a very there was an immediate perceived threat perceived threat um stress on immediately perceived and then there were limited resources like you know you didn't have much you had to get this out da, 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 da. but when they go when the governor goes and he kills this group of national guard people um they did seem stronger you know the people they seem stronger but there's not an immediate threat there they were just kind of living life but he saw into the future and was like oh man these people they could come here they could come take all of our stuff we don't have that much these people are in the national guard they have tanks they have all of this so he kills them and i don't know it's really weird because it's a hard thing because you know there was no pressure on time there was no immediate perceived threat and they didn't have limited resources but in the near future he saw that this could be something that's happened because you know he has a community he has families he has all of the cities caring for and these people could be a threat in the future um yeah so i think no villain gets really evil overnight so i think that it's quite obvious that the governor has been like this for quite a while hence his tally system you know he sees the deaths he sees it and he gets like that over time which i think is i don't know it's hard to go into because on like one hand it's like yeah okay he could have became evil overnight but he wasn't so does this make him like even harder to sympathize with because he's been evil for so long you know how was his backstory we don't know much about that um So, he doesn't like to take risks. He likes to strike first to assure the safety of his community, which is also, like, tying into the National Guard thing, because he saw these people, and he's like, yo, you guys are horrible, but I have to take the risk, and I have to strike first, because if I don't take the risk, I could be taking the risk that you guys can come here and hurt my family, my friends. But can they really be called his friends? Because later on, when they're, um, just like, you know, they lost to Rick and his group at the prison, he just kills his whole group of friends, and community members because he was mad he was frustrated and it's like okay you can't even sympathize at this point like oh man he was mad so he just got mad or like he lost he lost people and he saw people die so then he's all mad but then that's just not what happened at all um and in the name or in the words of glenn he said i trade any number of people for one of ours any day whereas the governor was not like that he was like i just want to be in power i want to be able to take control of people i want to be able to manipulate people and that's just what happened you know um so yeah okay so now getting into the like late season six and then 
on villain so he literally lasted to the end of the show i'm talking about negan here um he's the one that killed glenn and abraham in the beginning of season seven which was left on a cliffhanger at the end of season six and i really love this part of negan because okay so there's an episode in season 10 that we get that completely reveals his backstory makes us sympathize with him a whole bunch makes, makes us realize why he is the way he is all this we really start to see things from his point of view but we don't get that until season 10 and we see negan from season six so seeing all this it's kind of like okay you definitely are a villain in, from season six to at least season 10 because I don't know it's just so completely hard to go into because he was so matter of fact he says things so bluntly even though compared to him in the comics he is completely different like him in the comics is like oh my gosh like probably a hundred times worse than he is in the show show negan is like dude like you're a toddler compared you know um so i think that he personally of all of the antagonists or villains in the show he is most like rick you know he is just trying to keep his people safe anyone that infringes on him is going to be you know hurt they're going to be told like hey you cannot be doing this and that's exactly what rick was doing he was killing people constantly hence the like group where they go in and they kill the saviors while they're dead asleep because he was like yo you guys hurt my group now i'm gonna try to hurt you and they did he like greatly hurt them i mean not like he didn't really make a dent into the community i mean let's be so honest Negan's community is huge and massive but it's the principle of the matter you know um yeah, but I think what's really important about Negan as a villain is that his demeanor um, of, like, a strong man who cannot be, like, his soft side can't be brought out um, is completely different to the governor because the governor we see, like, in private with Michonne and Andrea, that he has a heart, you know, he has these things that make him a human. Like, you can really see parts of, like, him that nobody else sees, but with Negan, we get a scene where Carl sneaks in because he's like, yo... I don't like you, I'm gonna to try to kill you. So he sneaks in with Negan's like group and he goes all the way back to his like home base or whatever. And then he gets there and he's like, I don't know, it's really hard to go into. Um, but this is after Carl got his eye shot out at Alexandria after the attack. Um, so Carl and Negan are in a room after Carl snuck there. And Negan, you know, he should have killed Carl. He should have done all of this stuff. This is what Carl was expecting, but that just didn't happen because Negan thought of this as like a reason, you know, keep your enemies closer, I think, at least personally. Um, but in this, we see Negan realize, you know, oh, Carl's a kid. I cannot be rude to him. I can't infringe on him like that because, you know, he is a child. And we see Negan's point of view come out. We see his the soft side of his heart. And I think it's really important because it makes it easier to sympathize with him. But even though we had things about how they made to sympathize with him, at this point, it's like, okay, dude, but you are killing people constantly. You aren't doing good things for anyone else besides your community. And from, you know, from the audience point of view, that's not the community that we're focused on. That's a completely different community. These people are completely rude because Negan, he kind of treats it as if, like, I want to be dictator, but my people, they can do whatever they want as long as they don't do X, Y, Z, you know? They can take it as far as they want to this extent. They can go kill people. I don't care because I'm their dictator. I support whatever they want to do. And I don't know. It's a really weird subject to go into because at that point, it's like, okay yeah this is just how you run your community is that inherently evil because you are letting these people you are actively giving these people people permission to go out and like kill people but it was all for the name of your community to get people to stay to get people to protect each other um okay so i'm just going to a quick quick rundown of alpha um because i found her really really annoying but basically she was the main villain from like i don't know i'd say season like nine maybe to like end of season 10 um her and her group, they would kill walkers and then, like, wear their faces, and they'd go and they'd whisper, and they'd, like, lead hordes everywhere, and it was just really weird, and I didn't like it. I thought it was so, so dragged out. It was just, it was overall weird. Um, freaked me out a whole lot, but one thing I really didn't like, and it's a very pivotal moment of the show, is when, I guess, Rick and his team, or actually, I don't think Rick was alive at this point. It was Hilltop. Hilltop had been like, hey, 
let's go out in the woods, let's go hunting, da 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 And then Alpha shows up, and she's like, yo, I took two of your people, I kidnapped them. And they're like, okay, well, we kidnapped your daughter. And she's like, give them back. And they're like, no. And then she's like, yes, please, actually. And then she explains the whole natural order thing, which she believes in natural order. If you're, if Walker's coming after you, let it happen, because that's natural order, you know? I don't know. It's quite... It's really weird going about that because you want to see a villain as someone who, you know, you can base their ideas in some sort of logic in their head to where you can see why they're doing this. But Alpha, you really can't, you know, like she did horrible things in the very beginning of the apocalypse too. She killed her group just because she thought it was a natural order. She's like, these people are weak. They don't deserve to be in the apocalypse. Give them a chance, lady. Like, come on. Like, people are giving you a chance. I don't know. I thought it was really weird. And I just really did not appreciate that because she killed Enid and Tara or Tara and also carol's third like child figure in the show because this is she started the carol curse okay yeah carol lost sophia carol lost um lizzie and the other girl which i will get into lizzie soon because i have thoughts on her and then henry she killed henry she put their heads on post and was like hey this is the border don't cross this line or else there's something like this is gonna be happening again and it was horrible um but i'm really happy that the way that she was killed off because i thought it was complete revenge um i don't want to get too much into detail but basically megan did exactly what she did to those people um but she was extremely smart like i mean like in real life most serial killers and these horrible horrible people they are extremely smart they're like have high high iqs are very very intelligent people and this is can be seen in alpha you know she contaminated water to get the community sick um and just from like the first idea of hiding and becoming part of like the walking like the walking dead because you know she hid in their within their skin you know it was just extremely smart she can get to her enemies without them realizing that she's even there she can spy um yeah so now time for honorable mentions um i have lizzie and i have rick but i've already talked a little bit about rick but basically rick i just think he really was a villain later on in the show you know he started to get more and more unhinged which i think is what we see in more villains because as they go through more and more things they become to get or they just become more irrational within their decisions and i think rick was becoming extremely irrational hence i don't know which i think it was might have been might have been when they first got to alexandria um and michonne had to hit rick over the head because it was like dude you are ruining your chances at safety when you are just completely calling everyone and anyone and everyone horrible and telling them that they have like not very good pieces of mind um and then lizzie lizzie is the child of okay so there were two sisters at the prison and there was a little there's a younger one and there was an older one and i think they're probably both within the age of like 8 to 12 maybe i think lizzie was the older one and she was maybe like 11 to 12 and she was feeding walkers she was killing animals because she truly believed that these walkers were just misunderstood people you know and it's really weird and i just don't really like that but this leads to the iconic scene where carol like says look at the flowers lizzie and that's i didn't cry i was really happy actually which i know is really bad to say but like she was really rude um yeah so i think she i don't know if she was a villain or an antagonist if i'm being so honest because i don't think she was a villain but i don't think she was an antagonist but i definitely don't think she was a protagonist at all because she harmed the part of the story quite frequently but i think she really had something going on in her head, you know, she didn't mean to do all this, she really thought that she was helping people, you know, she almost killed Judas, Judith, ooh, so sorry, and then she killed her sister too, because she was like, oh, I just want her to come back, yeah, okay, so overall though, what makes a good villain, um, I think they have to be sympathetic, but they can't, like, I don't know, they have to be sympathetic, but you can't sympathize with them so much to where they become a protagonist in your mind, because a villain is really from the viewer's perspective, like, if they are doing horrible things to your protagonist, who, like, you know, you can't look at every single villain and be like, oh, man, but they have a reason for that. They have an excuse, da 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 da, da. Because then it's like, okay, but who are they a villain to then? You know, is there any villains in your show? Is it just a show of protagonists? Because that's not interesting to watch. 
um, I think they have to have a strong start. You know, people always say, have your villain kick a puppy to start. Don't actually kick a puppy. I mean, you can, but like, it's like when Negan, you know, the first, one of the first times that we see him, it's like he kills Glenn and Abraham to teach Rick a lesson, you know? And I just think they have to have a strong start to solidify their presence as a villain. Otherwise, it's kind of like, oh, I mean, but we've seen you, you know, not be a villain before. So maybe this is just like you're going through a little phase. Um, so I think that their version of reality can be seen as a method to madness. So this is kind of like, you have to be able to see from their point of view in like a, at least the tiniest bit. Like in season 10, when we see Negan's episode of like his whole entire backstory, this is later on after the fact. So I think this really enhances his character. I don't know. It's really interesting because Negan as a character was this blunt guy. You know, he did things horribly. He was like violent but then season 10 we get this episode where it shows us his backstory completely and it's like oh you know you had a reason for this you went through things um but it's not enough to sympathize with him as an ex to a point to excuse his stuff um yeah and then i think they have to be unhinged and they win sometimes because if they're not a villain i don't think they're a villain if they constantly lose because even though they're doing horrible unhinged evil things it is to a point where it's like oh man but you're not winning, you know, Rick's group keeps killing you. It's like all these little people, or all these little groups that Rick comes across, or like the kid that Carl comes across that like wasn't going to surrender right away, and Carl shoots him and Herschel sees. It's like, was he a villain though? Because he didn't win at all. He just immediately lost within the show. So I think that really takes out, you know, groups from winning, or winning the villain title. Okay, so did I think Shane was an antagonist or a villain? I think he was an antagonist because I don't think his viewpoints were inherently evil to a point where they were just maniacal do you know what i mean um it i don't know it's just if he were a villain he would have done much worse than he actually did you know he wouldn't have stopped he wouldn't have stayed he wouldn't have had the idea to leave in the first place but on the same time he killed otis like inherently or indirectly killed otis so i don't know um and then the debate the governor versus Negan, who is a better villain? Because I think both of them are villains because I think they're both inherently evil within the audience's perspective. But I don't think that the governor was an amazing villain because of the way that the show dragged him out. I did not like the plot with the child and the family that it comes across, even though we did get terror from it. I think it's so weird that like, he found this family and he's like, oh man, I love this girl, this child, oh yeah, cool. And then it's just like, dude, your time on the show is over. You know, you should not be here anymore. Um, I think you're just like a early season four villain and that should have been it you should not have lasted as long as you did and then negan negan is my personal favorite because of the character arc that we get throughout the rest of the show you know maggie ends up forgiving him like how do you forgive someone that killed your husband in front of you like that like nobody ever expected that in season seven everyone or like half the people stopped watching the show in season seven so i think that's kind of to a point of like oh you know if you can go from everyone and their mother hating you to like him being one of my personal favorite characters ever on the show i think that's really like i don't know the word but commendable you know um, yeah, and then Lizzie, I think that she was an antagonist, if that, very much, like, emphasis on the if, because I don't know if she was even an antagonist, because she was doing things for her, what she really thought was truly right, you know, she had no reason to not think this is right, besides, like, everything going on around her, but she was processing this new world in a way that, like, nobody else was, you know, um, and then Rick, I don't think he was a villain, but I really don't think he was a hero either, you know, maybe in the beginning of the show when he was, like, a leader, but I think he just got really annoying and really stuck up and he just wasn't doing things right. And then Alpha, I think she was a villain, a very annoying villain, um, but I think she did do good to the show. I think she brought a good new change because most of the villains at that point were so repetitive, but she brought, like, new perspectives. Um, and there are a few other villains that I didn't mention, like the CRM, which, <laughs> my initials, um, um, and, like, Judas, which comes with that, and I just don't, 
I don't know, it just gets so confusing at the end because The Walking Dead has so many different spin-off shows and the timeline gets all mixed up with that. It's really, like, hard to decipher which, like, villain is even there at the time because it just gets so overlapped and it's hard to follow. But, yeah, I think the best villain of The Walking Dead is Negan because he's my favorite. Um, I definitely think the governor is a runner, like, second, like, really close runner-up because he was a really good villain if we're being so honest. But yeah, that was the villains of The Walking Dead and the analysis on the characters, and I really hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah.